all right good morning somebody we thank the lord for the privilege to come your way another day we are beginning a new segment on our topic that kingdom come before we we continue i want us to pray father we bless the hallowed name this morning we give you praise and honor and adoration for everything you've done for us we commend this segment into your care the whole of the month i pray for the audience i pray for everybody who is connected to this apostolic grace you've bestowed on me i pray lord as your word goes let it go to liberate to perfect and to exalt somebody to the glory of the holy name thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever amen shall we enjoy a song thank him the love of our life we give him praise for another month the month of june today is the 14th day of june in the year 2020 and we are privileged to come your way through the means of podcasts to share the word of god unto you with you unto exhortation unto perfection to the glory of god that will grow unto maturity in him into the fullness and be able to attend unto all the promises and the blessings of God as supposed of us in Jesus' name. Amen. 
May the Holy Spirit guide you as you listen. This segment is we're going to be talking about the kingdom come or the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God. It is a very, very critical subject that uh, I would say that much attention has not been given to it over the days. I will try as much as possible to teach in the process of time so that somebody can remember less with a word. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. May the Lord help somebody listening to us. May the Lord favor you. Favor. I pray you grace in the name of Jesus. Ah, uh, Jesus. All right. Let, let, let's go quickly because of time. That 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 kingdom come or the, the kingdom of God. We want to be looking at what the kingdom of God is. Let's let's look at our foundational scripture, the book of Matthew chapter six verse ten. Jesus Christ said, Bible says that, and Jesus was teaching the people and he said that when he they start to pray, they should say that your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does that to mean? What does that to mean? It's got to mean a lot. Why would Jesus, being the Godhead or teaching people, people have come to him to teach them about prayer, probably would have said that like we teach it today, when we come, thank the Lord, honor him, ask for forgiveness of sins so that he can enter into his presence and begin with praise and then make your request known to him. You want to make it a bit simple so we, t we, we, we sort of paraphrase it in that order. But look at how Jesus started it. He said, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Looking at verse 31 of the same chapter, to 33 thereabout, he says that, Therefore take no thought, no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what wherewith shall we be clothed? For all these things, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek, or the unbelievers seek for. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But for you, when you come, instead of asking for distance, do this. Ask, search, look for the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Look at that. Continue the teaching on prayer. Oh, the Lord help us. The kingdom of God stands basically for two things. The function is based on the context in which it is used. So taking it from the context in which it is used defines its meaning in, the, in, in, in content. So, the Lord has helped us to understand that the kingdom of God literally means two things. One, the rulership, the kingship, or the dominion of God in the life of every individual, every, every believer. And the secondly, is the will, so to speak, the promises, the blessings of what God would want us to experience here on earth, as he has promised us before the foundation of earth, of the earth.
So two things. The rulership or dominion of God. Secondly, the will in terms of the promises, the blessings of God for our life. The two go side by side. So to mean that in the absence of one, the other cannot be in full experience. In other words, if the first doesn't come to play, the latter is hardly experienced. <laughs> so to mean that without the dominion, the kingship of God in our life, it's going to be very difficult for us to enjoy the glory of God upon earth, on this earth in our life. Very simple, but very, very true. You see, not until God has dominion over a domain, his will cannot be done there. It's as simple as that. Get it clear. Not until God has a dominion over a domain, his will cannot be done there. When we continue, you understand. But let me put it in this simple sentence. A king can only have his will established or done or experienced where he rules. A king can only have his will, his purpose, his plans, his expectation for a certain group of people experienced or done where he has his dominion or where he has he rules. You understand me? Look, some of the times you hear the rank of some foreign presidents talking about how Africa has been, sort of, so to speak, a country of a disgrace or a continent of a disgrace, that nothing seems to be working better. They see the affair and they see possibilities, they see means of progress and development upon this continent. But it's like, about all this they think, they cannot have those things come to bear because this is not their domain. So those of them with corporate, gov good corporate governance and good ideas or policies at the end of the day, have those good corporate governance policies and ideas implemented in their domains and where they are able to have their authorship, so to speak, their dominion they are able to rule there and it's like the desire of their heart is is experienced at the end of the day that comes to leadership to mean that for instance when he hires somebody for the position of a manager or an administrator the person becomes a vision bearer of the company of the institution and if he is the vision bearer of the institution aside the, the company's personal visions he needs to be somebody of a vision to be able to draft or carve a vision out of the main vision to be able to drive the team along now within the same setting there could be a marketing manager and he could see possibly a flower in the distribution department also to say in the hr department thinking that there is something wrong in how people the employment is being done there is something wrong in setting policies and would want it to be done but because that is not a person's office that is not a person's authority that is not a person's domain and does not have any dominion over that section the person can never see his wills established or done there so he can have the best of ideas the best of vision 
the best of possible means of solving the problems out there, but they will never be able to be accepted onto the table or more to talk about sin. Look, there is never a community that developed without a leader who has the community at heart and have visions for the community that in two years' time, there must be certain development here and there. It, it, it is never possible. When you have such a community and such a leader, it is tantamount to disaster. But when you have a community that is having a leader that has a community at heart, is is a vision a visionary leader thinks about what to do at the end of the day the person sees and then thinks of what to do there'll be a lot of problems the person will sit would have to sit analyze think through the possible means of solving a problem go for consultations and at the end of the day beside all these consultations his vision must be the foremost on top of the policies then when he gets them at the end of the data and they be good one you can see that society is going to progress god sits in heaven and i want to tell you that he created heaven and earth and the earth so to speak on that matter and has a certain plan a certain purpose a certain vision, a certain will, a certain plan that I know the thoughts that I have towards my people, thought of good and not of evil, but to bring them to an expected end. But it is like human being, or oh, we have come to the age whereby it looks as though God has deceived us. God had, had, had deceived us to believe that he had a good plan for us. Why? Because it looked as though those good plans of God that he claims he has for us, we never experience any of them. It is not that God never did have any good plan for us, one. Neither is it that he lured us to captivate or to put us into captivity. It is never true. He actually does. The earth is his and the fullness thereof. He owns everything. So if he's promised that he's going to make our lives better, he's going to make it. Somebody who has a question, what about somebody who, who doesn't know God and is making it in life? Yes, it's true. The person doesn't know God is making it in life. But have we thought about it? What is the source of their life? It is not that they don't know God and they are making it in life. It's two things. They've made or they've They've committed themselves to the rulership of others. They've committed themselves to the authority of other mediums. So there are dominions that or there are there are principalities and powers that are ruling over their lives. Do you understand what I'm talking about? There are principalities and powers that are ruling over their lives. And at the end of the day, they are going to continue their life like that. And they will seem blessed, but there is something that is controlling them, their lives. Look, everybody, one way or the other, is under the rulership of a certain kingdom, and for certain king. Let's continue. On the subject of accurateness, we shall be looking at the part one or the part A of 
the subject that the kingdom of God, which is the rulership and the dominion of God. Oftentimes, the challenge with us is that we seek for the second without the, the first. Look, I've led a lot of people in prayer. I've been a prayer director for more than five years, or more than six years in my previous church. And I've been to several gatherings and led prayer. Not that just like maybe a naming ceremony, you lead prayer. No. Several gatherings where it's like there's a prayer, a powerful prayer section that you've got to lead prayer. And when you look at the desire and the wishes of the people, it is as though all they are looking for is that we could pray to have solutions, easy solutions to their problems without the need of possibly seeing God. It's like if God can even put himself aside and we can have solutions to our problem, it will be better for us. Is it possible so? That's why it's a big no. So what we need to do is that we need to seek God. So oftentimes, we look for the will, so to speak, the glory of God in our life and not His kingship, His rulership of our lives. So we tend to be a longer head with God. You see, we often tend to forget that the rulership of God is part of his will for us. And out of his rulership, we can have his promised glory. Yeah. We tend to think that, to forget that the rulership of God is part of his will for us and out of his rulership, we can have his promised glory. You will always reject the wish, reject the wish or expectation of someone who doesn't have a rule of, or control over you. Look, in this life, it is so with every human being. Everybody is ready to reject the will or the wish of anyone who doesn't have a control over him. Go to the army and see. A general probably of the 48 battalions can never go and command the 64 battalions. Never. It is never possible. It is never possible. You go order, or for instance, a commander of the armed forces can never go commanding the air force. It is not done. Those of the armed forces are under the umbrella of their director, of their leader. And whenever he calls, they will be bound to listen. Look, let them be very much close to danger. And he tries giving them, don't, don't, don't. They have every right to tell him that we don't take orders from you. <laughs> we don't take orders for you, from you. We don't take orders from you. We take orders from our leader. Until he commands, they will not move. In the life of Moses, he was born among the Egyptians together with the Israelites that were in captivity in the land. Now, the gentleman had lived and walked through the land of Egypt and realized that 
his people were in bondage. So he decided to take a bold step to liberate them from their bondage by means of fighting for them. In so attempt, what Moses did was that he fought one of the Egyptians that attacked the Israelites or the Hebrews. When he fought this gentleman, what happened was that what happened was that a group of the Israelites or the Hebrews hid themselves and saw what he did. The Bible says that the following day, Moses went to them and tried to make a talk with them, probably want to make his intentions known to them that look, I'm one of you and I wish that you people come out of this captivity and this is what I think I'm going to do with you. I'm going to help you do. We're going to escape. And this is how we're going to escape. We're going to probably, we won't, I, I won't, since I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm an Egyptian, I'm an Egyptian by adoption, I'm going to be able to lead you guys, form an army with them, or form a fifth column, and we're going to kill everybody gradually, and we're going to escape this land. The people rejected the idea quickly. And look at the question they asked him. And he, and and he said who or and they said who has made you prince and a judge over us who has made you prince and a judge over us you see the question that people were asking Moses was that nobody has given you authority over us why else do you want to liberate us it is possible that it's a deception. You won't just deceive us and kill us. And they went ahead to ask him, Oh, do you want to kill us just like you killed your own people? As out of, out of that, Moses had to run into exile. Have to run off the land, out of the land, because he knew that as the people were beginning to say that among themselves, it's possible they could go and report him up. It took God to come in to tell him that Boga, a young man, I wanted to go back to the land of Egypt and go and bring my people out. Now, there is an authority given to him. So when God had called him and then sent him into the land, he asked God, how would it be that they would believe me? Because he knew that they had once rejected him. How would it be that they will believe me? They will receive me. He said that, and this shall be a token that I will be with you. And when you go to your people or to the Israel, tell him that the God of your forefathers have sent me, that I am that I am. And the moment he went, they gave him his support. Moses failed in the first attempt because the people did not give him their support. But in the second attempt, he succeeded because the people gave him their support because they believed that somebody had given him authority over them. Look, you can never be fruitful. You can never be successful at anywhere you are not being received or your authority is not received. You understand me? You can never. You see? One reason why the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Jews together 
could not experience the salvation and the forgiveness of Jesus when he came to earth was when he came to earth and was among them was because they rejected his authority they rejected it they rejected his authority bible said he came unto his own but his own received him not do you just understand that they received him they gave him a welcoming but they didn't receive his authority they did not receive his authority they rejected his authority so at the end of the day jesus was not able to do much with them they rejected his authority so jesus had to go away he had to go away he had to just quickly leave them he didn't actually leave them or go away as in the sense of going far away from them but what happened was that he was not able to establish his will there so he could even go to his own country and not be able to do much he could even go to his own hometown and not be able to do much why because the people whom he was sent to rejected him they rejected him so the man was not able to establish much there what we don't know is that those who receive him did not only receive his personality but his authority also they can receive your personality but not your author your rulership or your authority and not until you they receive the two your personality and authority you will never be able to like they, you will never be able to have your wishes established in your life it has never happened in any case anybody who is not able to receive anybody to the full has never been able to see the person's wishes desires established in their life that is how it is that is how it is they, they, they never allowed that hallelujah we need to come to the knowledge that the kingdom of god is the only place that we can abide and have the will of god done in our life and the rulership of god bible says he that abide under the shadows of the almighty like he that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the almighty shall abide under the shadow the, the, the shadows of the almighty you abide at the secret place you abide at the secret place then you abide there as you abide there you're gonna enjoy it once upon a time jesus teaching the the, the the pharisees and the people talking to them said unto them there was a man that gave up his 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 his, his belongings to a certain group of people and went into a far country and when a time had come for him to come and receive the reward he came unto them and then when he came unto them he came to seek rewards and when he came or when he committed his gift unto them they said we will not have this man rule over us 
they rejected his authority they rejected his authority they rejected it jesus one day teaching said in the book of luke chapter 19 verse 12 downwards he said a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom unto and to return and he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them occupy till i come but the citizen said he told him and sent a message after him saying we will not have this man to reign over us and it came to pass that when he was returned having received the kingdom then he commanded his servant to be called unto him you see this jesus was talking about himself that he was traveling and gave up his kingdom to a certain group of people that they should occupy till his come he comes but the message they sent after him was that we will not have you to rule over us all of us you could see from the scriptures that because they said that they would not have jesus to rule over him when you read on we realize that because they said they won't have him to rule over them they couldn't trade with the gift he had given them so there was no fruitfulness in their life there was no glory in their life there was no they didn't experience anything look we are lacking glory in our life because we are not seeking the kingdom of god we have rejected the authority of god over our lives we come crying lord thy will be done in my life that will be done your glory upon my life forgetting to us thy kingdom come where he rules is where his wish can be done a king can only have his wish established at where he rules it's as simple as that ah oh, jesus it's as simple as that he went to his own hometown but was not able to do much there because they only receive his personality and not his authority look you may have one of the blessed servants of God in your midst a very good healing evangelist that could pray for people to get healed but never would any miracle happen around you because you only see him as a person amongst you but you didn't see his authority so you didn't give him that reverence the things of God work with principles hallelujah apostle Joshua someone once said the applause of the people is not their acceptance it's true they may see you outside and be clapping for you oh this is the man this is the man but go try to exert an authority over them they will reject you a powerful man is always limited by the level of reception given him a powerful person is always limited by the level of reception given him by the level of reception given him it is it's as simple as that the teachings of jesus to his disciples on prayer he knew very well that they will be asking for the will of god and the blessings and the promises and the privileges without the readiness to know what they are 
responsibilities were. Oftentimes, we are looking for our privileges, rather, and not our responsibilities. But I want to tell you that privileges come as a result of responsibilities. If you have been very responsible, you are liable to enjoy privileges. It's as simple as that. Where you've not worked, there is no honorarium for you. There is no giftings for you there. Who pays you over time when you are sleeping in your bed? You see, nobody does that. Nobody does that. Nobody pays you on over time while you are sleeping in your bed. No. No, let, let's go back. Let's go back to the verse. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 6. Let's let's analyze the scripture in detail. Like we started with. The verse used there, the word used in the verse, thy kingdom come. When you pray, pray, saying that kingdom come. The word kingdom there, it's used in context and it stands to mean basileia in the Greek, which is to mean kingship, rulership, royalty, authority, and dominion of God. So Jesus was telling everybody that or all people that would come to him in prayer that when you pray, don't only come asking for the will of God, don't only come asking for the glory of God, but when you pray, also pray saying that we want to see your kingship. In other words, read it this way. Lord, your kingship come, your rulership come, your dominion come, your authority come upon our lives that your will may be done on earth in our lives as it is in heaven. So you could understand that in heaven, God has a certain will, has a certain purpose, has a certain plan, has a certain desire for the life of every human being. That that should be what should be done in the life of everybody. But as a matter of fact, that is not done. That is not done. So Jesus has said that when you are praying, say that, oh God, exact your authority over me. That your glory can be able to be seen in my life. In context, Jesus was saying, when you come calling, don't only ask for the will because the other must come before the latter. Look, if we can all truly be seekers of the kingdom of God, so to mean the authority, the rulership, the dominion, the kingship of God, of Jesus upon our life, we would be able to ever walk and not be needless of praying how long we have been praying. We could pray this simple prayer and see the glory of God in our life. That is why when it came, when it come to, to, to the verse 31 downwards, he says that don't take thought to yourself just like the Pharisees and everybody does. Don't take thought to yourself like them. For everything you are asking for, they also ask for the same thing. And when they come, the mistake they do rather is that they come asking that they want to have this, have that, get this, get that. But when you come, 
to me rather seek for my kingdom. How many times have you called to God and said, God, I've let myself so much enough. I'm leaving myself to you now to lead me. How many times have you done that? Think about it. I don't think a lot of us are able to do that. We are not able to go before God and ask him that, Oh God, I've let myself enough. Come and lead me now. Are you able to do that? Are you able to do that? I want to ask you, are you able to do that? Or you are just living? He came onto his own. We will get back to the scripture. He came onto his own, but his own received him not. Jesus came me the cross there a precious mountain free to all a healing stream flows from Calvary's mountain in the cross in the cross be my glory ever Till my rapture soul shall find rest beyond the river. In the cross, in the cross, be my glory ever. Till my rapture soul shall find rest beyond the Don't reject the cross. And be looking for the glory. We have so much rejected the cross, but we are so much in search for the glory of the cross. The cross is what has the glory. If you are not ready to embrace the cross, you can never have the glory. There were two sons, Jacob and Esau. And these two gentlemen were living their lives so easily. And one of them, God said, he hates but likes the other person. Why? Because he could not rule, he could not have his dominion over one. You know, the dominion, the rulership of God, is not to mean that God is coming to make us to be like zombies that he orders us about. It's, it's not that. That's not what it is. It's rather means that we are making ourselves available to experience the glory of God. You see, when you are making yourself available to the we to the to the kingship to the rulership and dominion of god he rather it's rather means that you are making yourself available to the glory of god how many of us can go before god and say god take your place take your place take your place take your place seek your faith kingdom of god your place. Take your place. 
Benefacts can do that. You see, these two gentlemen, their parents have a certain desire for their lives. And because one person, even look at it from the life of Isaac and his two sons, one person couldn't have allowed the father's control over his life. So he was not able to get the father's blessing, even though he was the most deserving person. It's as simple as that. It's just like us. That is, that is just us in picture. The most deserving couldn't enjoy it because he was not ready to accept the father's control over his life. Who is controlling your life? The most deserving was not able to get it. You know, oh Jesus. Get it, get it, get it from this point again. That there were two singles living in under a, a same roof of a father in this our present day. And one person seems to be more preferred to the other. It is not because the parents of the two are discriminative. It is not because they are discriminative. But they will have and can only see their wish, wishes. Can only see it done where they rule, where they control. Beloved, a king can never pour out his blessings where he doesn't have control. Look, the woman who came to Jesus at a table to ask for healing for his sons or his child, Jesus Christ said it is no good to take the bread that belongs to the children and give it to dogs. Is it that Jesus is trying to mean that even though God is the one, I am the one who created it by the dog in this person, they know. He said that those who have welcomed me have accepted me as their Lord and Savior, have accepted me as the king of their lives. They are the people who are deserving of my blessings. They are the people who are deserving of my promises. They are the people who are deserving to walk through the valley of the shadows of death and they will fear no evil. That is what David will be able to say. The Lord is my shepherd. What does the shepherd does? The shepherd orders. The shepherd controls. The shepherd leads. The shepherd directs. The shepherd tells you what to do and what not to do. The shepherd has every control over your life. So at any point in time when the shepherd has a certain blessing, a certain showering, a certain promises, a certain desire that is good and benevolence, the shepherd will pour it onto his own. So David said, he leads me that Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. So I won't want because he's my I won't want because he has control over me. He's my shepherd. I won't want because he is the one that controls my life. I won't want because he's the one that direct, directs my life. So because of that, because he's the one that is controlling my life, because he's the one that is ruling my life, he leads me beside the still waters. Even though I'm walking through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil for his rods are with me. Oh yes. He said he won't fear no evil. He leads me beside the still waters. 
Jesus. You see, the shepherd always wants the desire, always has the desire, always has the wish that his sheep will be able to be led to the still waters, to drink and be at peace, to be made fat. But the question is, are the sheep ready for the leading of the shepherd to the desired still waters? Or they have seen another water that they want to go to? Which water have you seen for yourself? Which water have you seen for yourself? Which water have we seen for ourselves that we think is better than the water that Jesus is giving us? Which water have we seen for ourselves? Oftentimes, we want to lead ourselves. Oftentimes, we are our own lords. Oftentimes, we are our own shepherds. Oftentimes, we are our own leaders. It is true, leadership wise, we will tell you that the first person you've got to be leading is yourself. But I'm telling you, if you cannot be submissive to the leadership of Jesus, if you cannot be submissive to the leadership, the kingship of God, it is going to be an effort in futility seeking for the promises of God. Those who know that they could not bear it, spending longer period, spending lots of times, just saying that, Lord, that will be done. Oh, come and take control of my, my life. Come and take control over my life and be able, be ready to be submissive to his guidance and his rulership. They have deviated and sought of the other leaderships. And they haven't their life at peace. You can have it, but think about the consequences. Do you, do, do you see what the book of John chapter 1 says? The book of John chapter 1. John 1. John 1. I, I quoted it earlier, but let, let's go read it. Let's go read it. Reading from verse reading from verse 11 to 13. He says that he came, he was in the world, and the world knew him not. And the world knew him not. He came unto his own. And his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Even those who believe on his name. How do you get that? But as many as received him. Beloved, it is not just about saying that Jesus is, is God. No. It's, it's good enough to make that admission. That is the first point to it. But it doesn't end there. It goes beyond that. Accept his control. Accept his authority. Oh, accept it. Accept it. Accept it. Accept it. Matthew 28 says, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavenly lady, and I will give you rest. Come on to me, come on to me, come on to me, come on to me, come on to me. Oh, Libadadabalaba, his yoke is easy. Come on to me, all you who labor. Oh, Matthew 11 28. Come on to me, all you who labor. Ah, Librando Lobo, Sheregadelebe. Come on to me, come on to me, all you who labor. Oh, Jesus, all you who labor. 11 Come on to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take upon you my yoke. Take upon you and take take my yoke upon you, or take upon you my yoke, and lean of me, and I will and for I am meek. He look, his authority is meek, his leadership is meek, his control is meek, 
He doesn't rule like a worldly person. He doesn't look like the devil. He doesn't look rule like the other gods who rule who rule with 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 cruelty. He is a man of simplicity. Just surrender to him. Just surrender to him. That is it. That is it. Oh Jesus. Look. Look. <laughs> Look. There are a lot of rich people in society. But have you asked yourself the question where there are a lot of equally poor children in society? One of the basic reasons is that these people know very well that even irrespective of the amount of blessings they bless people, irrespective of the amount of money they give to these people, they are not going to see any good food because they are not able to control them. Anyone who is not able to have control, have leadership, have rule over you, is not able to see his food, his goods put to a good use. Have you, have you, have you forgotten the good, the three group of servants that Jesus Christ gave talent to? One, five, one, two, one, one. The one who had one said, I know that you are an austere man. You reap where you have not sowed. So I have gone to hide it. I wouldn't want you to rule over me. You have given me an order, but I have decided not to live by your order. So I've gone to hide it. I've gone to hide it. Your end will be the same. If you've decided to hide it. Beloved, I want you to think about it. This is the first segment. I want you to think about it. He came out to his own, but his own received him now. Think about it. Have I truly received him? He came unto his own. Have I received the Lord? Or have only received his personality and not his authority? I've received his personality because he has goodies that he's sharing. Our Lord has goodies he's sharing, but his authority is most important that his goodies only. Our Lord has goodies he's sharing, but his authority over us is much, much more important than the goodies he's sharing. And it is based on his authority that we can be partakers of his goodies. I pray for you that look, you won't escape, you won't miss on the blessings of God, you won't miss on the favor of God, you won't miss on the faithfulness of God, that the Lord will be able to protect you, he will be your soul, he will protect you, when he rules over you, he, 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 he is going to be with you, you are going to be under his, his wings, and abide by his shadows, no things shall come near you, no followers shall come near you, the Lord will take up for you. I pray you in the name of our Lord Jesus that you welcome Jesus in full authority into your life. That you'll be ready to submit to him in all things. And the glory of God is going to come upon your life. One of my churches, I will say, one of my colleagues' churches says that seek ye first the kingdom of God. And that is the slogan, that is the greeting we share. Seek first that the other person respond to the kingdom of God. I want to encourage you Seek the kingdom of God before you ask for the will of God. Shalom. God bless you. This Apostle Patrick. Share the link with somebody. Let somebody be a beneficiary of those blessings. And you can use this same link to enjoy the messages 
anytime, any day, any new message, the same link. God bless you. Support us. Bless you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen.